0: This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free, which is great. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer all in one. And it is the platform that I use to host and upload my podcast. They will distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money from your podcast through Anchor with no minimum listenership, which is lit. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, Anchor. Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to Acting My Age with me, Rohini Elise. I am so glad you're here. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. everyone doing today? Are you guys doing well? I've always wanted to say this, but I hope your day is going smashingly. Smashingly. Ah, I wish I had an accent. Hope your day is off to a smashing start, old chap. So, today's episode is going to be about relationships. There will be quite a few episodes about this topic, just because, I mean, there's so many layers to it. Eventually, I want to do one with Sage and I, where we sit down and talk about our whole love story. It'll be, like, more mushy and serious, and I want to do one where I talk about, like, my brief past relationships. They're they're not very many, but I still think some of them are interesting interesting things to talk about. For today's episode, I wanted to share some things that I've learned after being in a serious, committed relationship for uh, the last seven years now, from age 15 to now I am 22. I just think I've learned a lot about myself (laughs) and some truths that I feel really lucky to have learned. Um, These are like my truths, so obviously take everything I say with a grain of salt. I'm no relationship expert. I'm no Dr. Phil or whatever, but these are just some things that I have learned over the years. (music) To give a brief history of Sage and I's relationship, we started dating when I was 15. Um, He was 17. He was a senior in high school. I was a sophomore. Um, We had known about each other because we live, you know, in a small community. Everyone knows everyone, but we had never really, like, talked or anything before we started dating. So, basically, we just met randomly. We, like, bumped into each other, and uh, he ended up giving me a ride to my mom's work, and then we, like, exchanged Snapchats, I think, and then that's how our relationship took off. And then, uh, so that was in, like, summer, I think probably August. And then by September, September 12th was our first kiss, I believe. And that's like what we count as our first anniversary. And then a month later on Halloween, uh, he said that he was falling in love with me. So it went pretty fast and it honestly was this crazy thing. Like I was only 15, so I didn't really know, like I didn't, I didn't necessarily trust my gut about him. Like I was like, kind of scared at first we went on one date and then we had an amazing time and then he wanted to go on another one and I was scared and said I was sick or something even the though I wasn't, because I was like, oh my god, this is kind of serious, like, this doesn't just feel like a little high school thing, like, this is serious, so I was a little bit scared, but I'm so glad that we ended up going on that date and continuing our relationship, because it was pretty serious from day one, I guess, we both just had never had such a deep connection with anyone, and like, felt so comfortable with each other, and that was the beginning, and he went off to college at the end of that year, and I was really worried he was gonna find some other girl that he wanted to be with, a nice older college girl. I was worried he wasn't going to wait around for me because I was younger, but he didn't. He didn't find anyone else, thank goodness. And then he dropped out of college, joined the Coast Guard, and then we ended up doing long distance for like almost two years. So that sucked, but we made it through. We almost broke up once, but we didn't. That's going to need its own episode because that's a long story. We never broke up. We just did long distance for two years. It was super shitty and it really tests our relationship. I definitely believe that. And then when I graduated high school, I moved to New York and Sage was able to get stationed in New York. And so we were able to be together again. A year after we lived in New York, we moved in together, but I was still like staying with him a lot and he was staying with me a lot. So we were kind of like sort of living together, but not really. I think about a year after that we eloped and then and a year after that we got married again so it's been it's been a whole whirlwind we moved from New York to Washington where we both grew up so now we're back home we're back with our families and we both work for ourselves we both have our own businesses so yeah we've definitely come a long way and our relationship has been very steady and solid all of this time I would say except for the little long distance part at the beginning that was freaking tough before I get into what I feel like I've learned over the last years. I just wanted to talk about what I felt like before we started dating. I mean, I was a different person, obviously. It was seven years ago, but I was so... I was just little, and I was not confident. I... like, the relationship I got out of before... right before Sage and I started dating was not good. It, like, completely destroyed my self-confidence, and I just... I thought everything was bad. Like I thought relationships were bad. I didn't think anyone was going to like love me. I didn't think sex was good. I thought sex was like not fun. (laughs) I just didn't, I didn't know, you know, I was so little and just had my heart kind of stomped on. And I thought that I didn't necessarily think it was going to get better. Um, It sounds so dramatic, but I just remember feeling like that. Obviously now looking back, I'm like, oh man, you're so young and so dramatic, (laughs) but that's what it felt like at the time. I guess I should mention this. So I got dumped kind of brutally at least it felt quite brutal at the time and that was a guy that I lost my virginity to so that makes it worse (laughs) Um, and then I left like right after the breakup I went to this camp there was a lot of hotties at this camp it was just well known to be a hottie camp (laughs) and I met this guy at camp and he was so sweet to me he was such like a cute guy and I just remember him being so nice to me and like always saying how pretty I was and like was complimenting me all the time and we like would go out on canoe rides at this camp and I just it just kind of like brought my confidence back. Like I was like, Oh, Wow. Okay. So like, there are nice boys out there, and oh, like, I'm not like an ugly piece of trash. (laughs) Again, dramatic, but just trying to set the scene. So yeah, he kind of like brought my confidence back. So then I came home from camp. Um, I had basically recovered from this breakup. Like, I feel like I I snapped out of it somewhat fast. Like the pain part, at least. And then literally like I think like four days after camp or something, I met Sage. So, (laughs) I think I mean obviously it was meant to be. I firmly believe us getting together was meant to be. So I. I didn't really believe in, like, relationships. I wasn't confident about, like, my body or, like, sex or anything. I just wanted to set the scene because I feel like now it's easy to be like, yeah, I'm confident and, like, I'm a strong individual and like all these things and i'm comfortable like being sexy and whatever but at the beginning when i was 15 i definitely was not like this like it's been it's been many years of having someone supporting you and loving you and making you feel safe and beautiful that kind of helps instill that in you but i'll talk about that in a second talk about some things that I've learned over the years and just some kind of truths that I've found um, within relationships. The number one thing, it's just one of the best, the best things to hold on to. I feel like if you're someone who's been dating or having uh, unsuccessful relationships or feeling like you get your heart stomped on all the time or just like not, not knowing why like these things aren't working out or if you feel like something's wrong with you, like any of those things, just like hold this in your head. When someone shows you how they feel, believe them. I think this is such like a key to life. Once you harness this power of these words, (laughs) holy fuck, it just helps a lot because you can apply it to anything. Oftentimes, I've heard people in relationships, like, just an example, like, I love my boyfriend so much, we've been together for, like, three years, and now in the last six months, like, he just hasn't been being affectionate with me, like, we used to have sex all the time, and now we don't, and now he kind of, like, insults me sometimes, and he's not very, like, attentive, and he doesn't pay attention to me, or whatever. Like, I do think action's speak louder than words sometimes because anyone can talk nice, you know? But if someone's showing you how they feel, you need to believe them because no matter how you want them to act, it doesn't really matter how you want them to act. You know what I'm saying? Although you might create, like, this fantasy in your head about how you want things to go and, like, how you want things to end up, it's, you know, there's two people in this relationship and if one of them does not want to be in the relationship, no matter how badly you want them to, it's just not going to happen. So, I feel like that just saves so much time. Like, if you're like, oh, I I really like this guy but I don't know if he's interested in me and then he shows all the signs of not being interested in you but you still are holding on hoping that he will be, like, you need to move on, you know? Maybe in the future you'll be together, you'll date, but, like, if he's not showing interest in you he's just not interested in you. Or if he keeps breaking up with you over and over and over and you're holding out that one day he won't, like, at that time, he's just gonna keep breaking up with you. Like, he's showing you how he feels no matter what he says. Like, oh, like, I do love you so much. I really do care about you, but still keeps breaking up with you. Like, I mean, maybe he does love you, but at this time, like, it's not going to work out, you know? So I feel like if you just hold that in your head, okay, this boy is treating me like shit at the beginning of a relationship. He's shitty, but you're like, oh, maybe in the future we can, like, work through this and I can, like, help him become better. Like, no, you got to just, when someone's showing you their cards, you got to believe them. That's just something that I've found very helpful and you can apply this with friendships too or coworkers or honestly anything. How they act is their own thing. So this next part is very closely related. If someone cares about you, they will show it. And if someone doesn't care, they will they will show that too. If you're feeling like, oh, I just feel like he doesn't really care about me anymore, then that's probably true, you know? And it doesn't mean that you just need to break up right away. Like, maybe you need to have a discussion like, hey, I just noticed you haven't been really putting in the effort to talk to me anymore. Or like, when I say that I'm upset, you don't really care. Sure, like, give that person the chance to, you know, correct it. But after that, if you bring it up, discuss it, and they're still acting like that, like, they don't care, you know? If someone cares about you, you will know that they care. It's pretty obvious. Sometimes you can flip it around like, hey, would I do this to this other person? Would I be treating them like this? No, I wouldn't because I actually care about them. So if you think about it like that, like I would never treat this person like this, you know, just puts things in perspective. So um, if someone cares about you, they will show it. I swear to God, guys, if a boy really cares about you, he will show you that he cares. Like I have seen firsthand the douchiest douche waffles who have been like assholes to girls all the time in high school and relationships, whatever. And then they meet that one girl, that flips it around and then suddenly they are so nice and caring towards them. Yeah. Just if someone cares about you, they'll show it. That's all. (laughs) My next point, I just, I briefly touched on it, I think, and I've learned that you can develop self-confidence through a relationship. That doesn't mean that it's essential. It doesn't mean that you can't develop amazing self-confidence on your own, and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do that. But after being in a relationship for so many years with someone who is supporting you, who's there for you, who's telling you you're beautiful, who is just, you know, hyping you up and saying like, oh, this is a great idea, and oh, you know, just being very supportive, you can get a lot of confidence from that. And I just think for me personally, having someone, knowing that I have someone that has my back at all times and someone that loves me, like no matter what forever, it just gives me like this freedom to be a better individual, I guess. So like, I don't feel worried about, I don't have to worry about dating. I don't have to worry about trying to be like this or that to impress a new guy. Like I know that someone is there for me and will be there for me forever, no matter what I'm going through or what I look like at the time, you know? So it just gives you this confidence like, oh fuck, okay. Like I don't have to worry about that part of my life. I can focus on everything else. I can focus on becoming a better person. I can focus on making a better business. I can focus on having better relationships with friends and things. Like I guess what I'm trying to say is you don't have that energy like sucked out of you. Like you just can be solid in that area of your life and focus on the other areas that makes sense? Hopefully it does. Another, an extremely important part. I've heard this saying so many times, like you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else. And I definitely think that is true um that's, I'm not saying that that that's not true because I definitely do think that is true like you can't pour from an empty cup is one of my favorite sayings because you do have to have like if you're going to be in a marriage if you're going to be in a long term committed relationship you have to be constantly working on yourself as an individual because it's it's not going to work if, if one half of the couple is working on themselves bettering themselves like always trying to be better and the other person isn't it's just not going to work Both of you are going to be going through so many things in your lifetime together. So many shitty things will come up. So many serious things will come up. You have to deal with them and you have to be confident in yourself and your relationship in order to like properly deal with things that happen in life. You have to be a whole person on your own. Like I feel like I am my own, I'm my own person. I'm Rohini. Sage is Sage and I'm Rohini and we obviously make each other better and we obviously support each other and life is better because we are together, but... I still feel like I'm my own person. I guess also, in a long-term relationship, you're going to need to support your spouse or your partner or whoever, and that means that you have to have strength and, like, confidence in yourself because supporting someone else if they're going through a hard time is it's not easy. And being able to like properly help someone or just work through things in a healthy way means that you have to be working on yourself too. It's not an either or. Like a healthy relationship means both parties are working on themselves as individuals. It's just it's just what I believe. Yeah, the so two points of that are you can develop some amazing confidence being in a long-term healthy supportive relationship. I honestly feel so so lucky that I was able to grow up in this way. Like, I didn't have to go through a bunch of shitty relationships and a bunch of heartbreak. I feel so lucky. I really do, because I've seen so many of my friends go through shitty situations, and I'm like, oh my god. And whenever I, like, get off the phone with someone who's going through a hard time in a relationship, and then I go hug Sage, I'm like, wow, I am so grateful for you. I'm so grateful. I'm so lucky. So, I guess a lot of you right now who've been in bad relationships are like, fuck you, need <laughs> Like, shut up. We get it. You're lucky. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to, like, brag or whatever. (laughs) But, um, it just, I just also like to share these details because I just want people to know that it is out there. Like it is out there. You can find a relationship that is everything that you want it to be. And that's everything that you deserve. You know, everyone has, has that. So yeah. Okay. Gosh, that was quite the rant. Another really important thing that I've learned is open communication is so key. It just is and when communication gets broken down or fucked up That's when things start to go bad harder for some people than others One reason why sage and I have a good relationship is because we both communicate with each other really well And we've done that from basically the beginning of our relationship Like I remember at the beginning both of our moms were so shocked because I would just be like I don't know we would be doing something and sage would annoy me and i'd be like you're annoying like that just annoyed me and then he would laugh and we'd talk about it and we would like always make fun of each other and we always just like say whatever is on our mind like out in the open like any beef like we're gonna say it right away. It never it never sits overnight. It gets out there right away and it just makes things so much easier like that feeling when you finally talked about the thing that was bothering you is such a good feeling and you can resolve it and you can go to bed happy and content and just have some nice cuddles and not have to like Stewing in it you know because that just is the worst it's the worst having open communication is just the key to everything and if you're someone where that doesn't come naturally like it's just a great thing to work on and there is ways that you guys can work on it together there's plenty of things you can read about it there's plenty of like exercises you can do and just being patient and like really respecting what the other person is going to say and not expecting them to act a certain way and like anything that they say don't get offended. Like, don't take it so personally. Like, you have to just respect where they're coming from and talk about it and be calm. Do it in a calm manner, which is not always easy. But if you just take a few deep breaths, like, take a step back, analyze the situation, it just becomes a lot easier. So, open communication is so, so key. This is something I've just kind of, like, observed. And it's a theory my mom (laughs) has as well. So in relationships, you know, things get serious as time goes on. If you're married, if you're living with someone, like, you're going to probably go through some shitty things in life. You're going to go through some stressful times. You're going to go through some things that put a strain on your relationship. I feel like if you don't have that spark and, like, butterflies and the googly eyes and just, like, that honeymoon phase where you're just head over heels, you're so attracted to them, you just want to make out with them all the time, like, you're so in love. If you didn't have that at the beginning, from what I've noticed, this might not be true cuz everyone, you know, loves differently. But if you don't have that at the beginning, you might not have it. Like it's not it's not like that is just going to grow out of nowhere, you know? I feel like having that honeymoon phase and being head over heels at the beginning is so fun and it's so like it's just the best. You know, I still have those moments now. Like I still get butterflies and I'm still like I still think Sage is so hot, (laughs) but I feel like at the beginning, if you don't feel that for someone, it doesn't, it's probably not going to happen. Like, it's not just going to pop up three years later. You're like, wow, I'm so like, I just want to jump your bones right now. Like it it might not happen. You know, I think that's an important thing to note. Like a long-term relationship. It's a long time. It's your whole life. So having that like head over heels, thing is just so key, I feel like. But in that same, like, vein, there are definitely ebbs and flows in a relationship. Like, don't think it's always going to be the most romantic thing, like, straight out of a movie every day, because it's not. It's absolutely not having still having those romantic times and still having those butterflies and being head over heels Like the amount of couples that i've heard talk about like yeah Like 50 years in and i'm still like so obsessed with her like my parents, for example They like went through a hard time in their relationship uh, When I was in high school and then I remember going away to college coming back and they had like totally Improved everything in their lives Like they just were doing so much better all around and the first time I came back to visit them after like five months of not seeing them Like, they were so obsessed with each other. Like, my dad, like, I caught my dad hitting my mom's butt, like, smacking her butt, and I caught them making out, and it just was, like, the cutest thing ever. There's ebbs and flows, but you're in it for the long haul, and you have to be willing and committed to, like, go through the shitty stuff to have the good stuff, too, so just be prepared for that. <laughs> so this is another thing. A few of the questions uh, that you guys sent in kind of have to do with this. When I was younger, when I was 15, 16, 17, I was like, oh wow. Yeah. I really love this guy. Like I really freaking love this guy. I want to be with him forever, but I wasn't sure if that was just like, I didn't know if that was naive of me to think, you know, cause I hadn't really experienced much of life yet. Like I, we hadn't lived on our own. We hadn't done our own thing. I wasn't sure if I just was being silly or naive to believe that he was the one, you know? And then as soon as we started doing our own thing, living our own lives, it became, like, super clear that he was the one. And whenever we went through something shitty or a hard time and came out on the other side, like, it just was completely solidified. Like, yep, that's that's the one. There was, a, there was I don't know what the exact moment was, but there was a time when it was just completely solidified for both of us that this was it. Like, this was our relationship this is a person we we're supposed to be with for the rest of our lives and ever since then there's been no doubt in my mind there's been no doubt in either of our minds that you know we were supposed to be together and I do believe in soulmates I really do because I don't have an explanation for how I met Sage at such a young age the way I did and it's such a good relationship like there's no explanation for that you know, it was it was supposed to happen. That's just what I believe. You guys probably know I'm a big fan of astrology and I believe in India and in ancient India, astrology was the way that they did arranged marriages. This might not be true, but this is what I've heard and read. That's how they would do arranged marriages. They would look at their charts, they would compare them, they would see if they were compatible. And although these couples had not been together, it was an arranged marriage, they at least tried to match it up so that their their planets and their placements were, you know, compatible to provide for a happy relationship. Uh, This is a tangent, but I got Sage and I's charts read when I was it was for my sixteenth birthday, and the astrologer said that we were the most compatible couple she has ever seen. So sixteen year old me was really shook by that. I was like, oh god, oh shit. And she predicted we were gonna get married when I was twenty one, and she predicted we'd have to do long distance, and she predicted all these things. And she said that we were supposed to find each other in this life and sage's chart in particular he had to find me in order to fulfill like what he wanted to do like live his best life basically so for those of you who don't believe in astrology this is probably sounding like a whole bunch of horse shit it's just what i believe um and i definitely think that there are soulmates i've seen so many examples of that so i just for anyone who doesn't who's feeling discouraged who felt like they haven't found the one don't worry about it don't worry about it don't be pressed about it it's gonna happen when it's supposed to happen and there is someone out there for everyone if they want someone not everyone wants to be in a long-term relationship and that's totally gucci but if you are someone who really wants one it's gonna happen don't worry don't worry babies it's gonna happen (laughs) okay wow that was need some water Okay. For this next part of the podcast, I'm taking some of your submissions. Um, I basically just asked on Instagram, if you guys had any like relationship confessions, basically anything you wanted to get off your chest or any, uh, advice needed about certain situations. Um, again, I am no expert like at all. I, one of my favorite types of podcast episodes are listening to people submit stories. And I just think it's really nice to hear, other real life stories. Like it just makes everyone feel a little bit more normal, you know, like we're all human. We're all going through a lot of the same things. So, um, I just thought I would do this, uh, yeah, segment, but I am not going to lie. I got, uh, quite a lot of serious, ones and I'm just trying to figure out the best way to deal with it because some of the topics are very serious and I want to do the best possible job that I can because um, I really do care about you guys a lot and I want you all to be healthy and happy and safe and in loving relationships and I'm just like, oh my gosh, some of these are very oh, my heart is like feeling heavy, Um, but they're not all like that. So I will read um, some of them. I got quite a lot, so I won't be able to read all of them, but here we go. First one, um, she says, I'm only 17, but my whole life, no one has ever told me that they liked me or asked me out. I've watched all my friends get asked out Or move between relationships and I feel really abnormal, like there's something wrong with me. I think it would be interesting to hear your thoughts, especially because you got into relationships so young. So this one, I just wanted to start with this one because it is just everyone in high school, you feel like you need to be in a relationship. You're noticing all your friends exactly like you said. And I just want to tell you, you are so normal. You're so, so normal. Everyone grows and blossoms at their own pace, and there's literally nothing wrong with not being in a relationship in high school. Like you're probably honestly better off because of it just don't don't feel bad it's gonna happen for you if you want it to when it's supposed to like You know most high school boys are trash anyway no offense guys but you know when you get older and you go to college or you move somewhere else or you just you know kind of expand your friend circle and find people that you're more alike and that you relate more to if it's time for you to be in a relationship and you want to you know it'll probably start to open up so i just i just think so many people worry about this um just don't feel bad don't feel abnormal because you're so normal and there's no one right way to go about these things I mean getting in a serious relationship at fifteen is not necessarily normal. Like that's not a normal thing to do. Knowing you're gonna marry someone at the age of eighteen, it's not necessarily normal, but it's what it's what happened to me. So everyone just goes at their own pace. And sometimes people meet the love of their life when they're thirty-five. Sometimes they meet them when they're fifty, you know? So everyone everyone is different. So please, please, please know that you're normal and you're on your own path, and maybe you were meant to like have a kick-ass career and then after you'll meet someone. Don't worry about it and don't don't be upset about it because you're doing great. Okay, this next one, there is a guy, one of my oldest friends, and I am in love with him. We grew up as neighbors, went to middle school, high school, and college together. When we were 16, we nearly kissed, but we were interrupted, and we never spoke about it again. I think we were scared of ruining things between us. We both have been in relationships with other people and have become less open with each other, but we are still friends. The problem is, we are finishing college virtually this month, and I am scared that we won't see each other much anymore, and even more scared that he will find someone else and fall in love. I have no idea how he feels, but I honestly feel as if he's the one I'm meant to be with. Do I make an extra effort to see him now that will be out of school and see if something happens, or do I just straight up tell him? I'm scared of losing him as a friend, but even more scared of never telling him how I feel. Okay, you're going to have to tell him. Like, you just have to. (laughs) So... Yeah, I think you guys should hang out once it's like safe to do that. I definitely think you should hang out, see if the like sparks in the friendship and all of that is still there. And I think you're going to have to tell him because like you said, you're more scared of never telling him how you feel. Like it's just something in life you're going to have to do because if you don't, you probably will regret it and you never know what could come out of it. I just think it will hurt you more in the long run by not telling him and you wish you did rather than telling him and it doesn't go the way you want like obviously that's gonna hurt but you'll know that you have no regrets you know like you did everything you could and you got it off your chest and yeah so I I think you're gonna have to tell him sis I know it's gonna be scary but you could do it and it might turn out really amazing so please keep us updated I would love to know what happens with this it sounds really cute you got this okay this next one major Q, please advise. I've been dating someone for four months and at first I really liked him and now I'm just dot 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 so bored. IDK, maybe it's a Sagittarius in me, but I find everything about him boring. (laughs) LOL. Sorry, I'm not trying to laugh, but and I'm not sure what to do. I obviously... I'm not going to break up with him during quarantine. I'm not cruel, but I find myself picking fights with him just to dot, 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 spice it up. Any advice on how to make things more interesting or at least how to get through quarantine? Also, love you, heart. Love you, too. Well, okay, so I I haven't been in this situation. Like, it's obviously a difficult time when you can't actually wait I should ask if you guys are living together that because I feel like that's a big difference because I was gonna say if you're just like texting and like communicating online I could maybe understand how you'd be getting bored just because like you don't get to actually see them and like be with them I just think like you're you don't really get bored of a person unless you're you're bored of them like I think you should take it as it is like I don't get bored of sage you know sorry I keep using him as an example but I mean I don't I, this used to happen to me all the time in my many, many middle school relationships. I know this is a bad example because it's literally middle school, but I would just be like into a guy and then all of a sudden be bored of him. Like it just happens. And I think that, I mean, obviously if you haven't like seen him cause of quarantine, like if you can wait until you can see him again and like see how it feels in person before like, jumping the gun, but if you have already been seeing him and you're bored, like, I think you should just, you should just accept that you're bored. Maybe it wasn't, wasn't the right time for you guys, or maybe you just don't want to be in this relationship right now, but if you're bored, then that's no fun. It's no fun to be bored in a relationship, and it also doesn't help him either, like, having you be bored, you know? That's not necessarily, like, nice to him to stay in a relationship that you're not, like, super thrilled about, so... That is my two cents, but um, I know it's hard, so it really depends on the situation, but keep me updated again. Okay, next one. Hey, I'm also in a similar position to you as I'm about to get married quite young, and I'm not religious or conservative. I just found someone really special who happens to live abroad, so marrying would make our relationship a lot easier in terms of living together in one place. I sometimes have people question my decision and was wondering how you dealt with those feelings about age and marriage, and how is it to be married young, actually? So I think this is a really good question. I, I think our family members um some of some of our family members were very like you guys are so young like what's the rush like just wait like you have your whole lives and we were like we don't want to wait like why can't you guys understand (laughs) but I think the ultimate the ultimate thing is like no one else is in the relationship except you guys it's just you two and after you guys have been together five years ten years happily married like no one's going to remember that they even questioned it, you know? It's it's just all up to you. Like, I don't think you should take what other people have to say into account unless it's, like, saying, like, hey, we really don't like your boyfriend or whatever. Those kind of things, like, then maybe if your mom, like, hates your boyfriend, then that's something maybe to pay attention to. If they're just, like, not understanding why you want to do it so young and you know that that's what you want to do like it's it's at the end of the day it's not their relationship it's yours so if this is what's best for you guys and you guys are on the same page then you know in 15 years when y'all are happily married they will have shut up and they'll realize that they were wrong uh basically so i just feel like everyone gets so stuck in their ways and a lot of these people at least in my experience a lot of these people that were shitting on you or shitting on you for wanting to get married young probably didn't have the best experience with marriage in their own lives just my observation so people project like you know what's happened to them onto someone else which is you know it's a normal thing to do but um I just think you should it's you guys it's your relationship so do what's best for you and being young married young has been great in my opinion (laughs) next question my boyfriend now comes from a very devout Christian community, and that's something I love about him, but his parents are very strict. He's 24, and I've been married before, and I told him I'd want to move in with him before we get married because that's just something that's important to me now due to I'm now divorced from my first marriage, and he just doesn't want to disappoint his parents by asking them or by moving out, dot, dot. dot. I'm not sure what to do. I love him, obviously. I just have a hard time with it. Any advice? This is obviously really tricky. Like, I obviously I've never been in this situation I think him like basically disrespecting his like community and his parents is gonna start things off on a bad note like he's probably gonna get a lot of shit from for that from his family which is gonna probably cause some problems with you guys like it's just gonna it's gonna start things off on the wrong foot I feel like but at the same time it's just as important that your needs are met because if you know like hey I need to live with someone before I marry them then that's something that Like you need to stick to and like that's your truth and you need to like stick with it (laughs) I think this is a really tricky situation. I just think I don't know how like open you've been with him about it Like can you say like this is something that's extremely important to me because of my past like I I really want you like you to know that maybe there's some way you guys can come to a compromise or I don't know because uh, At the same time like him disrespecting his family And if he's close with them, like that's just going to be really hard and that's gonna upset him And it's just going to be like a a bad thing But at the same time if you guys are meant to be together then like I just said in the last one It is your relationship. So you have to do what's best for you and at the same time. He's also 24 So he's an adult At some point you have to make the decision that's best for you and best for your life so yeah I just I wish you well I honestly don't have any super specific advice but hopefully you can tell him exactly like how important it is to you that you guys live together first and maybe there's some way you can reach compromise or a balance or not this is not necessarily the best advice but maybe there's a way he can kind of live with you but not really I don't know if that's even possible but so you can just like you know test it out see what it's like to cohabitate without like completely upsetting his parents I don't know I don't know guys that's a tough one honestly but I wish you the best okay next one appreciate you taking the time to read this and possibly give me advice. My situation is my ex-boyfriend of three years basically emotionally cheated on me the last year of our relationship. I kind of self-sabotage by reading their texts, their snapchats, looking through his call log, and seeing how long they were on the phone with each other. It was the worst time of my life and what I find myself focusing on a lot is a girl he cheated with. I tend to find myself always looking through her social media and wanting to know what she's up to. I guess I'm trying to see what about her made him disloyal to me. Like, I keep wondering what did she have that I didn't. Just like, what about her is it? It's been a year since we broke up, but I still think about it all the time and I need help to stop thinking about it. I hope that made some sense. Thanks, Rahini. Can't wait for the podcast. Okay, this one like kind of made my heart a little like sad in a way because I just want all of you guys to know how like, amazing you are as individuals and how you deserve someone who treats you the way you treat them, you know? Like, you deserve someone that loves you so much (laughs) because you guys are freaking queens. This situation is just so, like, it's just so, it's so classic. In my opinion, when someone cheats, it has absolutely nothing to do with the person that they cheated on. It is everything to do with the person that cheated. Like it's, it's them that's doing that. It's not, uh, this is a long explanation, but I just feel like if someone cheats, it's for, it's for a reason and insecurity or whatever, or it's something that they were feeling in the relationship that they didn't, they didn't talk about because like if they were feeling bored or something, like it's better to just talk about it before you act on it. So uh, cheating is not, it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not hard to not cheat you know, like (laughs) people always ask me that, like, have you been tempted? I'm like, no, I haven't been tempted. Like, it's not, it's not hard to not cheat. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting all wound up. So yeah, it has everything to do with him. It has nothing to do with you being less than or you being not it or like her being better. It's just him being shitty basically. Like, please know that there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing that's like better about her. It just was him being shitty i i know that must have been really hard to go through and like obviously it would make sense that you have some leftover like feelings and you want to stalk her and like kind of be like what the heck why is it her which is very understandable it's very understandable to be honest i just want you to know that you are amazing and you are gonna be enough and everything for someone Someday like you're never gonna have to wonder about that again You're not gonna have to worry that he's gonna, you know find someone else who's better because you're gonna be the perfect person for someone Um, this is cheesy, but I really do believe that so I just I just want you to know like if you can stop looking at her page Block her whatever you need to do to stop looking at her and just focus on You know building up your self-love and doing things for you and knowing that it wasn't you you didn't do anything wrong It's not like she was, you know, the hottest thing to walk the earth Like it's just him making a bad decision Um and being and cheating on you. It's him It's not you. It's not her. It's him Just just know that. Um, yeah (laughs) Okay, this next one is rather serious So I thought i'd shoot you an email for this topic because you're my internet big sister that i've never met lmao I love that (laughs) So i've been dating my boyfriend for almost seven months now and we have been through a lot of emotional waves in this relationship I'm deeply in love with him, and he makes me the happiest girl on earth, but there's one thing I cannot completely forgive. He's a very hot-headed man, and he gets triggered super easily. Like, he's so sensitive that I feel like I'm the boyfriend in this relationship, lol. So, I was a bit of a wild gal when I was 18. I'm 21 now. I went clubbing a lot and had a fair share of, um, fun. Only kisses. But I stopped clubbing years ago, lol. When I met my current boyfriend, he asked me about it, but I wasn't comfortable telling him all the details yet. To be honest, I can't even remember everything, like all the details. This happened years ago, and who remembers that kind of thing anyway? Ugh. Let me tell you, he went all psycho on me and hacked all of my social media accounts. He has a hacking degree, and hacking is his job. We were constantly fighting because I can't recall every single detail of my clubbing nights when he asked me about them. There was this time we had a really bad argument about the same clubbing thing in the car after a date night, and he slapped me multiple times. I had bruises on my arms, and he pinched my forearm so hard that I bled, and now I have two permanent scars from that night. Long story short, I forgave him and he hit me again the following week in a pull-and-bear fitting room because I wandered off by myself. Okay, this is getting too long, but yeah, I know I made the choice to stay with him after what happened. I really love him and just want this to work out, sad face. We're really happy together now and we haven't fought or had really bad arguments for almost two months. Our relationship has significantly improved over the past two months, but I still think about this from time to time. It's not easy having two scars on my forearm reminding me of what he did. Haha. Just want to get this off my chest as I can't really... Since I can't really tell anyone about it. Maybe you can give some tips to your followers you know how to read red flags and run. Okay, this is honestly hard for me to read because it just makes me so upset. First of all, true love will, he will never hit you. It's, true love does not include abuse. Okay, like ever. It's never okay. Ever. And I know you love him, but you've only been together seven months and this has happened. Like, it's not gonna stop. It's gonna happen again it's going to happen again. And if, if you love him and you're serious about him, the, the goal I'm guessing is to, in a long-term relationship, get married, maybe have kids, settle down one day, he's going to keep doing it. And from what I've heard, it just gets worse. So you just have to think like, do I want to be with someone who's going to snap and hit me? Who's going to abuse me? Like if we're married, he might do it in front of our kids. Like that is, that is not acceptable. It's not okay. And you deserve so much better than that. It's, it's unacceptable unacceptable and i know it's hard and i i have not been in this situation so i can't even imagine how hard it actually is and how much strength it would take to leave someone but you you have to like it's not gonna go away and it's not just like hitting you like he seems very controlling which is another thing that's not okay like he fucking hacked into something to check on you for these, like, you were just going clubbing. Who doesn't do that? Who doesn't have a little fun? Who doesn't kiss people in the clubs? I mean, like, it just happens. You did nothing wrong. You're just being, you're being young and having fun, and he's making you feel bad about that. Aside from the physical abuse, that's emotional abuse. Like, none of this is okay, and I'm sorry I'm getting heated, but it's just not. Like, you deserve so much better. Please know that. Like, I can guarantee that you deserve much better than that, and you there is someone out there who will be someone that you love so much and will have all of this, the good qualities of this guy you're with now and none of the bad qualities because those are not going to go away and they might just get worse over time. So please, 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 please know that you deserve better and you need to get out of there. Like, you need to leave that relationship. Please listen. Ugh, <laughs> uh, it makes me so sad. I just want to hug this person. Like, uh, so related to that, someone dm me on Instagram saying, it's different person saying, in light of awareness last month, my confession is that I was assaulted within a relationship and that people need to remember that just because someone loves someone, it doesn't make it not assault. So just let that sink in. I know this is probably not going to be easy to hear and I hope you know that I'm not trying to yell at you or anything. Um, I'm just trying to help you and I'm Trying to support you, and I'm sending you all my love and strength. And I can't imagine how hard this is, but it's it's not just because you love someone doesn't make it not assault or abuse. Like like she said, it's it's not it's not love, you know. Like it maybe feels like love, but it's not the true like form of love. Love does not include hurting someone like that. It just doesn't. Okay, next one. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years since high school. As we've gotten older, I feel like we've grown apart. We grew into different beliefs, political views, likes, dislikes, hobbies, music taste, you name it. We're practically opposites. Most people tell me that it's a good thing we're so different because if you were the same, it would be so boring. But I feel like we might be too different. Like we don't have at least a couple of things we both really like or believe together. What do I do? I love him. He's my high school sweetheart. There's been a lot of good in our relationship, and he's helped me through some some incredibly hard times. We've been together through so much. Heck, we grew up together. I feel very attached to him, but I also can't imagine the idea of something like having a family and trying to raise kids together because I don't know if we could ever truly agree on anything together. It's stressful always being on opposite sides. Help me, Heaney. I feel like this, from what I've found when people ask for advice or send things in, they kind of sometimes already know the answer, but they just often want like to hear it from an outside perspective. I feel like you kind of said it, like I can't imagine the idea of having kids and a family with him because you wouldn't agree on anything. I think that's what it really boils down to. If it's going to be a real serious long-term committed relationship that maybe eventually ends in marriage, like that's the things those are things that are important because In reality, uh, it is very hard to raise kids and be married to someone when you don't agree on, like, major life things because, I mean, for one, that would be extremely confusing for the children, and it's not good to have parents arguing all the time. So I I just think that maybe he is a very special person that means a lot to you, and like you said, you guys went through a lot of things together, and you do love him, and maybe that was just that chapter, and that was, he was there to... You know be there for you in those times but it's not he's not the one that you should be with like i think people can have multiple relationships that teach them different things and ultimately it'll lead you to someone that like i said before has has everything that you want so i think it is obviously really hard because You've been together a long time and growing up with someone is something so special and like sweet and yeah, very special So I can't even imagine how hard it it would be I just think you said it yourself like you can't imagine really having kids and settling down with this person So ultimately if that's the goal, then I don't think this guy's right for you in the long run Which is obviously hard. Um, you just have to be honest with yourself And in the end it's going to be worse if you get married to someone who you know, it's going to be like, a lot of pain and arguments and ups and downs, like, although it's gonna hurt now to end things or not get married to him, in the long run, it'll, it'll be a lot less painful, um, and it'll save you a lot of time and upset, and, uh, yeah, so I just think you have to be honest with yourself and maybe take a step back from the situation. I'm wishing you all the best because that sounds very stressful, and I bet that it's gonna be very hard. You got this, and, yeah, it doesn't mean that what you had with him or have with him isn't special. And you can still hold that and like cherish the time you had together. But he just probably is not the one for you long term. Okay, so I think that's enough of the questions. There were so many more, so I definitely will need to do more of these type of episodes, but um, if there's any take-home, there's any takeaway with this episode, I just don't know how to, like, convince you through the speaker, through this microphone, that you guys deserve someone who treats you amazingly, who respects you and loves you and cares for you and helps you grow and motivates you and all these things. Like, you deserve someone who does all of that, and it comes for everyone at a different time in their life there's no one right way to go about it there's no one path but there's something that is for fucking sure is you deserve someone who treats you well in all aspects so i just hope you guys know that hope you guys know that you deserve that it's something that's hard to hard to learn and like hard to accept if you're not in a place where you feel like you can really be in a healthy relationship then you need to work on yourself first you need to start figuring out like what's going on with you, maybe go to therapy, do some journaling, do some meditation, do some yoga, like all these things, like learn about yourself first and work on yourself first if you don't feel like you can be in a relationship. I don't know. I just love you guys so much and I want the best for you. So please take everything I said with the best of intentions. I only want to help you guys. Yeah, just know that If you don't think that you deserve someone who treats you well, know that I think that. And Rohini says that you deserve someone that treats you like a goddamn queen because you are. So, yes. (laughs) Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope that it was insightful. And feel free to DM me any ideas for future podcasts. And let me know what you thought about this episode. And if I gave you any advice, I would love to hear how things ended or turned out. I'm wishing you guys all the good vibes sending you all the the vibes your way don't forget to leave me a rating or a review if you liked this podcast and i can't wait to talk to you guys next time bye thanks for tuning in to acting my age with me rohini Lease. one two three four those are numbers but you already knew that if you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car